Welcome to the 18th episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun, a video game podcast where we talk about anything under the video game sun. I'm your not-so-sick-anymore co-host, Raging Chinchy. Along with me today is my co-host, Mr. Pegasus. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm fine. Wow, Uh, I can can feel the enthusiasm. Oh, of course. I'm so enthusiastic. I mean, you're not like, hey, Gingy, you don't sound like death anymore. I mean, I was about to say, yeah, I'm glad you're not sick anymore, bud. Of course, I knew this because I've talked to you since and I've heard you gradually heal. Gradually heal. But with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the, but let's go ahead and jump into the show, shall we? Yeah. All right. But as always, gotta make that phone call. We will be right back. Oh, yes. Oh, I see. Good news, everyone. And welcome back to our new segment, you guys. Got some stuff to talk about today. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into... We, we both know about Fallout 76, right? Yeah. The online multiplayer Fallout. Uh, coming from gamesindustry.biz, written by Brendan Sinclair. Um, in the build-up to Fallout 76's official launch this week, Bethesda did its best to manage expectations for the multiplayer-focused spinoff of Fallout. Um, oh, wow, I lost my track. Um, beyond playing up how it was the team's first time working with online multiplayer, the developer released a statement before last month's beta test acknowledging there would be spectacular bugs, saying they wanted players to leave the experience wondering what exactly is this. Excuse me. Fallout 76 launched last week, and after spending some time with it, most reviewers seem ready to answer that question. To To paraphrase, this is not good. As of writing, the Xbox One version of the game is carrying a Metacritic average score of 48, while the PlayStation 4 has a score of 49. And the PC edition is into the top half rating scale of 55. Yeah, apparently there are some uh, pretty strong bugs of Fallout. The majority of people are not liking 76 as a whole, and it's already... (coughs) Excuse me. Already dip, uh, deeply discounted by about 30%. Wow. So, I mean, I haven't... I'm still interested myself, don't get me wrong, <laughs> and I'm certainly going to give the game a try, but I'm personally going to wait until, you know, obviously it goes down a little bit more, but... If I get some spare cash, I might 
buy it to stream on my friend's PS4 just because it sounds interesting with all those bugs. Right. Oh, we wish Bethesda the best of luck. But um, as we reported last week with the release of Pokemon Let's Go, um, wanted to bring up Let Pokemon Let's Go smashes first week Switch sales records at 3 million units worldwide. Yeah, Pokemon! And I'm pulling this again from gamesindustry.biz. The selling Although, power of I'm Pikachu... Sure that's gonna get smashed by Ultimate, but for now they can have that victory. Yeah, for now. Um, combining the Pikachu and Eevee editions, more than 3 million copies of the latest Pokemon game has been sold worldwide, according to the official Twitter feed. The tweet also reported that this is the best-selling first week for any Switch title since the console la- since the console launched last year, placing Let's Go ahead of even ahead of sellers such as Odyssey and the launch title of Breath of the Wild. Man, which I'm, is I haven't absolutely had a insane. To touch Breath of the Wild, and I should probably grab it. It does <laughs> a version, and I do own a Wii U, so. I certainly would, Pegasus. I played a little bit of it. Now, granted, I did not um, play a lot of it, if I'm going to be completely honest here. Is the Wii U version, like, like stripped down in any way? Besides, stripped like, down as far as um, visual. Yeah, I know visual, but is there any, like, gameplay differences? Uh, I don't believe so. Except I think they did DLC, but they didn't for the Wii U version. Right. But, um... Are you familiar with a game called Total War Arena? Not in the... Not in the slightest? No. Well, apparently it is a um, free-to-play game that is going offline. Um, again, coming from uh, Brendan Sinclair, and a message to Total War Arena players today, Creative Assemblies, which is the, the company that developed the game, Creative Assem- Assemblies' Joshua Williams said the decision has been made to pull the plug on the project in February, just a year after the open beta period began. We learned, quote, we have learned so much during the development of Arena. We have grown incredibly close with the community and involved you deeply in our development process, Williams said. It has been an absolute privilege to work with you all on this project, but unfortunately the results of Arena open beta test did not meet all of our expectations. While Total War Arena's live service days will be relatively brief, The game itself has been in the works for years as a collaboration between Creative Assembly parent company Sega and free-to-play specialist Wargaming Creative Assembly first announced the project in 2013. God, Sega, come on. Williams has also said the development team for Arena will continue to work on the Total War franchise. The next project due out in the series is the China set China set Total War Three Kingdoms slated for a March launch. So is Total War like a Sega franchise that was like in Total War Arena 
as like a free to play based on it? I believe so. Honestly, I'm not too. Let me let me look that up while I talk. But um, last bit of news I wanted to bring up today is pretty big, significant event has been announced for Pokemon Go for the month of December, Pegasus. Oh boy, tell me all about it. We know Community Day at this point, right? For three hours for a certain day, we have a featured Pokemon that has an exclusive move, and it has a shiny variant. Or as I once put it, inclusive noob. That's one of my bigger podcast blunders. When I was like, it's probably going to have an inclusive noob when talking about a Community Day Pokemon. (laughs) Well, the Community Day, and I put quotes around that, is Community Weekend. Pulling this from Cerebee, which is where I always go for my Pokemon news, Niantic has announced the next Pokemon Go Community Day. I am not kidding. This event brings back all previous Community Day Pokemon for a weekend-long event from November 30th at 2100 UTC to December 3rd at 0700 UTC. During this event... Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Pikachu, Eevee, Dratini, Chikorita, Cyndaquil, Mareep, Larvitar, and Beldum, which has been the Community Day Pokemon this year, will be available with their spawn rate increased. During this weekend event, you will be able to evolve those Pokemon to get those Community Day exclusive moves, plus all of them being shiny. In addition to that, there are special bonuses of double catch experience, Double Catch Stardust, and Half Incubator Distance. Awesome. Absolutely insane. And then, of course, um, they have officially announced the Tamagotchi Eevee collaboration. This is probably a good time for me to, like, try to get back into my Go account and play Go. Yeah. And then, um, I've still been trying to find a second device, Pegasus, but, um, do you have any any news you wanted to bring up? Um, I kind of want to mention Black Friday just to spite you. <laughs> God damn it. Fine, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I don't actually have a news story dedicated to it because I'm not that dedicated to trolling you. But yes, Black Friday did happen. And I'm sure a lot of people got some nice discounts on video right. games. So congratulations to you. You survived hell to get yourself some video games. Yeah, congratulations, you guys. If you survived and you are listening to this podcast, hooray! Any, if you were one of the brave soldiers who passed on, we salute you. Yeah, I've seen videos of that. That's that's fucking ridiculous. Oh, did before I forget, die? did you? No, some people have died during Black Friday shopping, but kind of go on a little bit of a rant. Did you see this video going viral about a guy in GameStop flipping shit because he couldn't get a full refund on Fallout 76? No, that sounds great. Yeah, apparently he was in the store and he was trying to get his his money back, but they can only give back partial. Apparently he didn't like it and he legitimately trashed the entire fucking store. But do you have any news you would like to, to share with the group, Mr. Pegasus? Uh, no, that's about it. Oh, all right, you guys. With that being said. Let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. You might hear us go more in-depth about that topic soon enough. Wink, 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 wink. You never know. 
But with that being said, let's go ahead and cut here and we will jump into our second segment. We will be right back. And welcome back to the second segment where we will talk about what we've been up to the last week in video games or anything else we would like to share. Which I again forgot existed. God, come on, man. What have you been up to this last week, Peg? I've been relatively light on the video game front. All I can really remember is, yeah, I've I've been messing with emulators and stuff on my new laptop, but I haven't actually like sat down and played anything on it. On my RetroPie, I tried to do a Nuzlocke of a ROM hack called Pokemon Crystal Kaizo, which is a very difficult version of Pokemon Crystal, and I was swiftly destroyed on the way to Violet City. I ran into Uh-oh. a trainer with a, with a Paris, and that Paris had <laughs> that Paris had body slam, which easily three shot most of the members of my team, and the members of the team that it didn't three shot were got one shot by Mega Drain, which it also Ooh. had. So that Paris whipped me good. <laughs> I probably could have gotten out of it alive, but I went into that fight with two of my Pokemon are leap from the previous battle. Right. So that was bad. I might attempt that game again because that game seems super interesting, but this time mm. I'm using Cyndaquil specifically to burn that Paris to the ground. <laughs> Get no fucks. Paris. <laughs> But yeah, what else have you been been up to? About it, I tried a game that I've like seen videos of that I've been interested in, which was a Super Nintendo game, Spider Man and Venom: Maximum Carnage. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun, but but I'm bad at it. Like I'm bad at every other video game in existence. Okay. Well, anything else, man? This isn't video game related. This goes into the something else category. Sorry, but I did oh, finally man. see Venom this week. Oh, how did you like it? I thought it was pretty good. I quite enjoyed it. Alright. Well, I mean, myself, video game-wise, I've pretty much been primarily playing Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Actually, Lucky I am... Lucky bastard. I will say... Like, we, we all know the whole scene with Cubone and his mother. How they handled no, that in this game. Me. Dude, I, I teared up a bit. I swear to God. It was, no! Oh, it was terrible. But, um, oh, for the most part, um, earlier, it was yesterday, I finally beat the Elite Four, which I will say is quite challenging. Like, he, he'd certainly need to plan for it. And then I struggled with Mewtwo. I mean, I beat the Elite Four uh, with my Pikachu being the highest level. He was about level 61. And I beat the Elite Four. Everyone else was in the high 40s, low 50s. And then immediately after that, I went to go challenge Mewtwo. And for a few few fights, I thoroughly got mollywhopped. Like, he was psychicking one-hit knockout all my stuff. What level is Mewtwo? Is it 70 70. like it was... Yeah. It's 70, but um, 
uh, I had an Alakazam on my team. So I honestly got the Mega Stone for Alakazam. I had to use a uh, dire hit, <coughs> excuse me, on my Alakazam. Because whenever I sent him out, Mewtwo would use Amnesia. And for you guys who don't know, Amnesia raises the special defense stat by two stages. So I would use a direct hit, and then I would Mega Evolve my Alakazam and click Shadow Ball. Man, I miss Gen-, Gen 1 Amnesia. I love Gen 1 Amnesia. Yeah, right. Gen 1, now it's broken. But um, yeah, As my the- Alakazam got Spoilers. a crit. Gen 1 Amnesia didn't do too good for me in pe- PvP of Episode 1 of Variety Hour, but I mean, it's done wonders for me before. Right, but um, the Alakazam did indeed crit with Shadow Ball, but did not kill the Mewtwo, and then Mewtwo proceeded to fucking destroy what was left of Alakazam and brought Pikachu in and used my favorite move in that game, which is um, Zippy Zap. God. Love it. So broken. Right. Guaranteed crit plus priority, and then that took Mewtwo down. And then um, I about have the Pokedex 100%. All I need to if do light, is get a Charizard. If, if Lightball existed in Let's Go, go. Oh, yeah, Pikachu's going to be Uber. Like, there's, there's no doubt about it. Lightball, Zap, you're good. Well, I don't, I don't see Uber, but I see OU. him at least coming out of PU. I would say OU, if anything. I'd say, if anything, if the high, I, I don't think it's that necessarily broken. I think the highest I see Pikachu coming from that is are you? You still there, bud? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just trying to gather my thoughts. Um, I've also been playing Pokemon Go, abusing the absolute hell out of Adventure Sync. Because so far this week, I have walked a total of 54.5 kilometers. Fuck. Yeah, get that work in. and Still playing Jurassic World Alive. There was actually a big update for that game, Pegasus, where they introduced alliances. Ooh. Which is interesting. So now, you know, you can join teams with people, and you can even request DNA of any dinosaurs. So, like, for, for example, you know how I've been reporting I'm working on getting the Indominus? Yep. Well, you need a certain amount of uh, DNA for the T-Rex and the Velociraptor. And you can, coincidentally enough, request Velociraptor DNA. So I've been, I've been doing that, slowly Ooh. building that up. But, um... Oh, trying to think what else. Oh, I've also played that new um, Assassin's Creed mobile game. That came oh, out it's called Assassin's Creed Rebellion. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it just came out the other day, and it's essentially an Assassin's Creed Fallout Shelter style of a game. Mm. Build your own brotherhood up. You can go on quests and do all that fun stuff. It's such a fun game. If you're a fan of a Assassin's friend. Creed. I have a friend at school who likes the Fallout mobile game. But, um, and then of course play Dokkan. Still doing all that stuff. Um, I wish I could get back into Dokkan, but honestly, I don't know what a device with enough space for Dokkan. Dokkan's a big app. Yes, it is. Well, I mean, like I said before, I'm still sending you that iPad. I just need to get it fixed before I can ship oh, it. Oh, I totally forgot about that. And it's soon, too, because you said you'd get it 
Mm-hmm. In December. December. We're rolling Sweet. up. But um, that about covers my week, man. Unless if you have anything else. Oh, I should add, I, I have also been playing Let's Go Pikachu with the toddler. Aww. It's, it's so adorable. I'll get a video. But um, yeah, that about, that about covers my week, Peg. If you don't have anything else, we can go ahead and jump to the topic. I mean, yeah, I think that's it. Well, all right, you guys, let's go ahead and cut the new segment here, and we will jump into our topic. We will be right back. And welcome back to the topic, you guys, or the topic, the third segment, where we will talk about anything under the video game sun. Pegasus, what are we talking about today, sir? I don't know why you corrected yourself. You were correct. We, this is the topic. I know, but I meant to say third segment. Yeah, I guess we do have segments in this show. Um, our topic today is the sixth generation of gaming consoles, one of the most influential of the console generations to our modern day gaming life. Are you there, Peg? Yeah, I said a thing. Yeah, you cut out there for a second. I said we're talking about the sixth generation of consoles, one of the most influential gaming generations to our modern gaming life. Perfect. So start us off. I guess I do have the articles, huh? Yeah, you have everything. (laughs) So we'll start with some sales information and just general overviews. All I have is the sales information, the... The general overviews are going to be off the cuff. Right. So, I guess we'll go from the lowest amount of sales and go up. Mm -hmm. The last, there were four consoles in contention, which were the PlayStation 2, Xbox, GameCube, and Dreamcast. And in last place of that race is the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was a console produced by Sega. It was actually the last console produced by Sega which is one of the biggest parts why this is such an important gaming generation. Sega was a four-console race, and this was their last entry. Rip. The, Dream- the Dreamcast, despite the fact being a, a, an excellent console, very underrated, did not do well in sales. Its sales information... I'm sorry, I'm on Wikipedia. I don't have more updated information, but... As of September 6, 2002, the Dreamcast had sold 10.6 million. Damn. Yeah. So that's the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was also a big pioneer of online gaming. Before the Xbox dropped with Xbox Live, it had Sega Net or whatever. So that was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. And in and up here in third place is the Nintendo's entry into this console race the GameCube love the GameCube the GameCube is just wonderful so the Nintendo GameCube is the Nintendo's entry into the 6th generation of consoles and of course the successor to the Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. and I feel like GameCube really represented a period of experimentation for Nintendo there were a lot of like titles that were out of their comfort zone that were on the GameCube. They're just like 
innovative in some way. Right. Like Sunshine was a pretty interesting concept of a Mario game. We had the first home console RPG in the Pokemon series with Coliseum, and then later its sequel XD. Favorite game on the GameCube, hands down. We had a sort of like a reboot of Zelda. Of course, they now exist as two separate entities, but at the time, it seemed like it was kind of a reboot in Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, which changed the art style to a more cel-shaded and cartoony tile and gave us a child link. Right. So yeah, it was a big period of experimentation for Nintendo, and even though it is now considered a very cult classic console, it obviously didn't do very well compared to its competition as the only console it beat in sales was Greencast. The other two beat it. Its sales as of September 30th, 2010 are 21.74 million units. Damn, son. Mm-hmm. And in second place of this console war of the sixth generation is the Xbox. The first Xbox. Another reason why this... Con- Console generation is first is very influential to modern gaming because this was the first Xbox, the first appearance of Microsoft in the console race. The Xbox was a, of course, a new entry into the consoles with Microsoft's first stab at creating a gaming console. It had more streamlined online functionality than the rest of them with Xbox Live. So it was quite influential in that way. I'm I'm pretty sure Xbox Live was much more stable than SegaNet. And the Xbox has sold 24 million units as of May 10th, 2006. It's not bad. And in first place, blowing all of its competition out of the fucking water is Sony with the PlayStation 2. Yeah! Yeah, the PlayStation 2 is, cards on the table, the best-selling game console of all time. Another reason why this console generation is important. It holds the still-standing best-selling console of all time. The Wii approached that glory, but did not surpass it. The PlayStation 2 doubled as a DVD player, which was actually a big part of its sales. Success. Big part of its sales and success because it was uh, honestly a decently cheap option for a DVD player, as far as I've heard. Yeah, to be honest, I went through, I shit you not, about nine PS2s growing up as a kid. I had the same one until I sold it a couple years ago and it never like fully broke. Yeah, me and my siblings. <laughs> yeah, let's I broke a lot of crap as a kid, but my PS2 survived from when I was like five and I got it to when I was like 14 and I sold it. Damn. Which is the move that I still regret. I wish I still had my PS2. I basically sold it because my entire games library was broken and I didn't want to rebuild it because I lent the PS2 out to a friend along with all of its games and apparently the games got all mixed up and destroyed while on his plane flight, which he wasn't supposed to take it on anyway. Uh Uh-oh. He returned the PS2 and the games, but all of the games were destroyed. 
I bet you were pissed. Yeah, I was so happy to get my PS2 back. I thought I was never getting it back. I thought he stole it. But he brought it back. I sat down and I went to go play my favorite game in my library, Dragon Ball Z Budokai 2. And it didn't work. And I was pretty, pretty pissed. And so I went to another game, which I don't remember what that was. And that one didn't work. At that point, I was like, okay, what the fuck? And I looked at all of my games... And none of them worked, except for, like, maybe one. And it was, like, a really shitty Avatar The Last Airbender game. Oh, gross. I'm so sorry, man. Yeah. I had some real gems on that thing. I had Kingdom Hearts on that thing. Oh, I still have all of my pretties for the for the, the Super PS2. Dragon- I had Super Dragon Ball Z, Kingdom Hearts... Naruto Uzumaki Chronicles, which is considered a decently bad game, but I quite enjoyed it. Right, I know. I still have um, an old PS2 game of mine called Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. I've never heard of that. It is a fantastic puzzle game. It's one of those um, 3D slash open world puzzle games. I'll send and you a, think- a link to it after the show. It's It's a lot of fun. Real quick, before we move on to our memories with the consoles, another PS2 game that was casualty of that slaughter was one of the first video games I ever owned. It was among the first gr- it was among the first couple of video games given to me along with the PS2 and it survived all the way up there and I've mentioned it on the show multiple times. That's right. That was the fate of my copy of Alvin and the Chipmunks for the PS2. Oh no. The first video game that I ever wanted. I saw it on the commercial and I was like, oh my god, I want that. Man, I want a PS2 and uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. And I got it for Christmas. So, yeah, I guess we can move on to our memories with this particular console, this time starting at first place in the sales and working down. Jinji, what are your, some of your memories with the PlayStation 2? Well, I mean, um, speaking of, you know, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy, uh, believe it or not, I used to have an old YouTube channel that oh, I did boy. game reviews on with a let childhood me, buddy of let mine. Me, let me get my YouTube search bar up real quick. Hold on. <laughs> but, um, no, besides playing Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy... One of my favorite memories was playing um, Medal of Honor Rising Sun and Medal of Honor Frontline with my with my siblings. Like that to me was my favorite experience about the PS3 or PS3. Wow, I'm jumping the gun. PS2. I mean, besides going through, you know, I shit you not nine different PS2 consoles. Oof. But um, yeah, that's pretty much the biggest memory I had and then of course you know using it for the DVD player as well yep. but yeah that's that's PS2 for me Peg what about you? PS2 was the first console that really cemented that media is a big part of the console sales which is why I was so surprised that you were so appalled at the Switch having media options you have so many different options now for Netflix and all that crap uh, if you're happy, 
that it's on the console. Like, if you want to use your Switch for fucking Netflix and Hulu, by all means, go ahead, go for it. But that's not what I'm going to do. I have I mean, a smart it's TV nice for a reason. It's nice for you to be able to hook up one device to your TV and be able to do all of those things. Play right, your video, but... play your Netflix, play your YouTube, all that. Alright, but about you, Peg? Me, I have some a lot of memories with the PS2 as, as I've said multiple times, it is the first game console I ever owned. I had a lot of games on there that are I fondly remember. My favorite of the bunch... I already said just now being Dragon Ball Z Budokai 2. That's quite a fun game. A lot of people don't like it because they think like the board game aspect of the story mode was stupid, and I quite enjoyed it, which makes me sad that they didn't include Budokai 2 on the HD compilation that I own for the PS3 because it's my favorite of the series. Right. Also, what was really appealing about it is it's the only game in the Budokai series to have a cheat code that allows you to unlock all the characters from Jump. Really, along with, along with their moves. Well, it was a, it was a, it was a cheat code to unlock all the capsules, which are the capsules of things that contains characters, moves, items, and etc. Like, so okay, got all the characters and all their moves at the start. So that was awesome. I really enjoyed that game. Another game, obviously, as I've said, but I'll go into a bit more details. Avan and the Chipmunks for the PS2, a rhythm game that uh, that actually contained a bunch of decently popular songs, of course, sang by some chipmunk voice actors. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with it as a kid, and it was really, it was really good. I'd play it again. I'd sit down and play it. I don't think the campaign was that long. I think I beat it multiple times as a kid. So anyway, yeah. Uh, there were other games on there. I had Kingdom Hearts on there. I, I played it. Man, Kingdom Hearts seems so cool, but I just can't get into it. I own, I owned Kingdom Hearts for my PS2, and I didn't get very far. And I now own 1.5, the HD remake, on my PS3, and I haven't touched it in such a long time. And I'm not even out of Traverse Town. Damn, dude. I really need to get it. I really need to go get into Kingdom Hearts. Yes, you do, sir. Such fantastic game. I know. I've heard very good things. And I actually... The Kingdom Hearts game that I had played a decent chunk of, uh, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, I played that as a kid and I enjoyed it a lot. So yeah, Kingdom Hearts is good. I just need to get into it. I just have a hard time, like, sitting down and playing video games, like, recently. Like, Final Fantasy VII, I started it, I enjoyed every minute that I played, and I haven't touched it in weeks. I'm sorry, I know the... Know the fe- <coughs> Excuse me. I know the feeling. <coughs> Damn it. <coughs> Excuse me, I thought me, you were guys. done so being sorry. sick! I am done being sick. God damn it. I am done. I'm on antibiotics and all that crap. At least my voice is back. Okay, so that's about it for me and the PS2. I could probably go on and on for hours if I tried, but... Alright, we but we're starting to, to yeah. get up there. 
Um, and next is the original Xbox. I don't know. I don't really have any memories of the original Xbox. Do you, Gingy? Unfortunately, no. The original Xbox around the, most of that console's life. Um, growing up, we did not have a lot of money. So unfortunately um, for for that phase, I mean, besides playing it at friend's house, I really don't have much memories to comment on it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, like, had an original Xbox in my hand. I've never played original Xbox. Now, Xbox 360? <laughs> I have some memories, but we're not talking about the 360 today. Yeah, we're not talking about the 360. I also owned a 360 as a child. So, yeah, I, I feel like Xbox really hit its stride with the 360. The original Xbox isn't as remembered as the 360. And next up is the GameCube. Now, I'm sure you have a lot to talk about with this one, so take it away, sir. I do. I still have my GameCube. Um. Obviously, the Pokemon games, being Pokemon Coliseum and XD Gale of Darkness, I remember spending so much time in XD in particular, you know, completely finishing that game to the point to where I even purified the supposed unpurifiable uh, Shadow Lugia. Gingy, just so you know, the moment I come up there and see you in real life, I'm just going to sit down and play Pokemon Coliseum on your GameCube forever. That's... Fine with me. And then, um, <laughs> besides that, um, played quite easily. My favorite Legend of Zelda game of all time is Twilight Princess. Right. I owned that as a kid. I, I just sucked at video games back then, so I didn't make it very far. Right. And then, um, playing a lot of a fighting game called Bloody Roar Primal Fury. It's a fantastic fighting game. I remember it, it's so good. It's still good now. One of the characters is absolutely fucking broken. But besides for her, remember playing that game all the time with my friends. I'm sorry, what game did you say I got distracted right when you said the name of the game? You're fine. Bloody Roar Primal Fury. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Isn't that the game where you turn into animal? It is indeed. My main character in that game, his name is Kronos. And he's a special exception in the game because your fighters can turn into animals. But in Kronos's case, his... Uh, I should specify that these fighters that can turn into animals, they have two different modes. One is just your regular beast mode, and then the second one is called Hyperdrive. Or Hyperbeast. And they're, they're still the same animal. It's just if you click Hyperbeast, you lose a chunk of HP, but you get power in return. Kronos is a special exception because his normal animal is a penguin. Penguin. And his hyper beast animal is a phoenix. Oh. But, yeah, that's. Isn't that like the opposite? Yeah. Phoenix is a fire bird and penguin is an ice bird. Right, and then the most broken character in that game, hands down, her name is Uranus, and she transforms into a chimera. I can't imagine playing as a penguin in a fighting game. Oh, I'll show you, Pegasus. It's quite funny, actually. I imagine. But that uh, that's pretty much a GameCube for me. What about you, Peg? Actually, isn't Empoleon in Pokken, now that I think about it? So that's a Empoleon thing. is in Pokken. Yeah. 
<laughs> what was about he you? Like, well, was he in the game initially, or was he part of the Switch DLC? He was part of the Switch DLC. Or not Switch okay, DLC, yeah, but the Switch version of the game. He was never in the, the Wii U version of Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, he was one of the characters that came with the Switch version initially, along with, like, Decidueye. Right. Oh, so I gotta talk about the GameCube now. I very, very unfortunately have never owned a I did own a Wii, though, but unfortunately I did not get much use out of the GameCube backwards compatibility. I did own GameCube controllers, and I did own a couple of GameCube games. Mm-hmm. But they weren't necessarily the big gems of the consoles that I wish I had gotten a chance to play. I mean, no shade to Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. They're great titles, but I mean, they're not like exclusive GameCube titles, so I could have just played them on anything. Right. So yeah, again, I regret selling my Wii because I could have used some money to get some decent GameCube titles. I still have a GameCube controller. I'm not sure how well it works. That's probably been banged up over the years, but I, I mm-hmm. still have uh, it's in my line of sight right now. Okay. I've played. I remember a long, long time ago when I was much younger. I was probably like nine or ten. I had some friends, and their older brother had a GameCube, and sometimes he'd let me play it. <laughs> That's not bad. So I got to play some Mario Sunshine. It was pretty fun. Some Star Fox Assault, I think, was the other game. All right. So yeah, those are my memories with the GameCube. I also like Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon XD. I've ne- I've never gotten touch them, but I've watched full Let's Plays of both, and oh boy, do I want to play them so bad. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, awkward silence. Thank God future Gingy is going to cut this out. Oh, I'm the one who's supposed to introduce the next console. Whoops, I got sidetracked in my brain. So, lastly, I unfortunately don't have any memories with this one, even though I want to make some. I want to get this console real bad. But do you have any memories with the Sega Dreamcast? I unfortunately do not. Um, I remember playing the uh, Sonic game on the Dreamcast at like a YMCA for a summer summer day camp, but Sonic um, I never. I believe Sonic Adventures Two. I I can't honestly remember much. I own them for multiple reasons. So that's cool. But no, I unfortunately don't have much memories of the the Dreamcast. What about you? I actually have never gotten to touch a Dreamcast game personally, but there are a lot of games that I've seen on that console. Well, I guess I'm lying. I've touched ports of Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, so I guess that counts. But other than that, I haven't gotten a chance to play a lot of Dreamcast games, but I've heard a lot of good things about a lot of the games on that console, and I really do want to get my hands on one and some of the good titles for it. Mm-hmm. One of the games I've heard a lot of a lot of stuff about is Power Stone, which is kind of like a... It's kind of like Smash Brothers in theory, and it seems really fun. All right. That's it for me, and that's it for the show, right? Do we have more time to say? Yeah, I, I really can't. 
I mean, I can I can ramble ramble all day about the GameCube. I mean, I enjoyed playing, you know, Super Mario Sunshine. Um, I did a few, I'd say about two years ago in an old uh, video game shop that's now closed down, unfortunately, I found the GameCube copy of Zoid's Battle Legends. Which what is Zoid's, Zoid's was the fucking shit. What is that game? Have you ever heard of the show Zoids? Actually, no. Pegasus. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be schooling this child post record. Ladies and gentlemen, we are. <laughs> Jinji is in the market for a new co host. Must have experience <laughs> with Zoids. But yeah, it's a fantastic series. Like I'll I'll make you look them up later. But um, I think that about wraps up our our episode, Peg. If it's a little short, ladies and gentlemen, we sincerely apologize. I don't think this it'll pa- be short. Just but... real quick, parting the kimono. We actually have talked about this before. We remember that time when we told you that. It took us three attempts to record episode three. Well, every one of those attempts had a different topic, and this was one of them, so we're bringing it back. Yes, it was. So, you know, I was fucking hope the audio doesn't get corrupted again. I will flip chairs. Right. Sorry, I already have my computer on standby, so as soon as we end the recording, you know, for- fourth wall break, I'll immediately download the audio. That would be a good idea. But, all right, Peg, with that being said, where can our wonderful listeners find you on the vast interwebs? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Game one Your best bet to talk to me personally is our community Discord. Talk to me in the channels or DM me. I'm all ears. Pegasus the Gamer is my YouTube channel. I'm on a couple other podcasts. I'm on Ghost of Gaming Future, which uh, hasn't had new episodes has had one episode which came out in August and has not been updated since. It's not cancelled. It's gonna happen again. I just need to work out some details. So yeah, keep an eye on the YouTube channel Ghost of Gaming Future. Hopefully something will be there soon. You can find my podcast Poka Survivor on the new on the new Pixels YouTube channel. Whoop whoop. Which which only has one episode out at the moment. The second episode is edited just at the abuse Jinji until he yeah that'll it. pretty much be my uh agenda tomorrow i mean we're supposed to be getting um significant bad snow weather so until i pick uh the toddler up i'll be i'll be doing some massive editing work for the pixels network so that'll be fun we, i want to get some of our like youtube like side little podcast rolling oh yeah we'll, we'll get them rolling though you need to watch a certain movie so we can get that started yeah, that's a Patreon thing. Yep. But um, you can follow me at my ra- uh, my raging Twitter, my personal Twitter. My raging Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Getting way ahead of myself. My personal Twitter at raging Gingy. You can follow the show. My at raging DPA Twitter at personal Gingy. We have a T Public store, <laughs> which is tpublic.com slash user slash ppaf podcast one. 
You know, I want to apologize to you personally, Jinji, because in the Thanksgiving special that's either going to come out like right before or right after this, I totally tried to talk about the Tee Public and the Patreon, and I forgot the URL. So I'm just like, what the fuck? There's a Tee Public and a Patreon. Go there. (laughs) Yeah, I'll try to get that edited. So that'll probably be a late Thanksgiving special. So, (laughs) bit of a spoiler for you guys. But, um,. A, only a Thanksgiving one... special that Gingy was not a part of, unfortunately, but I had my buddy Brad on, and it was a pretty good time. Right, because unfortunately, work made me do some weird hours the following day, so I legitimately couldn't record. But um, we only have one design up on T Public right now, but uh, I'm working on a few designs, actually, so hopefully they'll be up sooner rather than later. But, I know um, we, I came up with the idea of just putting our faces selfies on a shirt, and we were going to do it, but then we never did. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. But we have a Patreon also, which is patreon.com slash PPAF podcast. But of course, like I always say, you guys, please take care of yourselves first. If you have enough money to support us on Patreon, I can't tell you how much that would personally mean to me in Pegasus. Oh, I know what a fun design for the T public would be. Yeah, keep that in mind for after the show, man. But um, we got to get through the outro stuff. We do, as always, have our Discord link down below. You guys are more than welcome to join us there. Um, we also have yeah, a YouTube your, channel. The best bet to like contact us to personally speak to us is Discord. We're on Discord pretty commonly. Right, but um, Especially we have a YouTube. Me. I channel. spend my whole life on Discord. You yeah, that you do. Send me Texas. a message on Discord. That you do, but um. We have a YouTube channel, which I will link the description down below as well. And um, for any comments, concerns, or even topic suggestions, besides dropping it in our community Discord, you can email the show directly at ppandfpodcast at gmail.com. Like huh? I've been saying recently, yeah, topic suggestions are very much appreciated. We're, we're kind of right. running low. Just a little bit, but... um. With that being said, you guys, this has been the 18th episode of Pixel Polygons and Fun, video game podcast where we talk about anything under the video game sun. I have been your host, Raging Jinji. I'm Pegasus. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you very much for tuning in. Bye.